everybody. Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. Hope everyone is having a good week so far. Um, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Lots of things happening uh, in the world. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of them. I, I, I purposely did last week's episode with just me and Kenzie kind of giving my perspective on the whole thing. But uh, it was intended to be a two-parter because today I wanted to get um, actually people of color to come on and talk about what they experience. And we asked uh, the congregation members on our Facebook group if they had any questions. And so we read through some of those. So I'm bringing on uh, Tierney Edwards. You'll remember her from uh, an episode a few months back. And Adrian Anderson, another friend of mine. Um, so I really hope y'all enjoy this. And if y'all have any further questions or want to keep the conversation going, feel free to email me at churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com. And if you have like direct questions for them, I'll hook y'all up. Um, but just, just enjoy it. And I, I had a, it was a very good conversation and I think it's very important right now. So I'm very grateful and thankful that they took the time to do that. They didn't have to, it's not their job, but I am very grateful for that. Speaking of grateful, I also want to shout out Colleen MC and Zach Clay, uh, two new patrons. Enjoy the bonus content and the uh, aforementioned Congregation Facebook group. Um, so yeah, you can find that at uh, patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs. Uh, merch store is storefrontier.com slash churchandotherdrugs. And the email churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com. Uh, y'all enjoy. That's that's what I was telling someone the other day was like we're we're really about to roll into a perfect storm when they start doing like evictions and uh the unemployment runs out and people really and it's hurricane season just so many things like we're about to get hit yeah. by a tropical storm this weekend there's so many it's nuts I'm glad people have finally figured out though that it's it's like because America is so indentured to like being wage slaves and like uh, forty-hour work weeks and stuff, it's like the system is literally set up so that you cannot protest or do anything. Yeah. And yeah. finally, that excuse was gone, and like lo and behold, people are actually getting out there because they have nothing else to do, or they don't—they're yeah, right. not bound by like, oh, I can't protest or I lose my job. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what's super dope. Like nobody's working, and if people who are working, most of them working from home. So it's like, you have no excuse to go out and join a protest. Like if you really wanted to, now is the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad people actually are doing it. Not going to lie. 
I was mar- mad scared to go protest because I didn't want to get tear gassed. Yeah, and you're in. Yeah. So you're in Alpharetta. Yeah. So. Whoops, I muted myself. So I'm in Alpharetta, which is about half an hour, forty-five minutes north of Atlanta, and you know, super rich, super white. You Ooh, know, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. First, this is Adrian Anderson, and this is Tierney Edwards. You, y'all remember Tierney, but uh, they have graciously agreed to come on the pod. There he is. We can see him now. Um, yeah, so sorry. sorry. Yes, Adrian, continue. Yeah, yeah. So I live uh, in. Alpharetta, which is, like I said, half an hour, 45 minutes north of Atlanta. And I forgot what I was talking about before that. Something about protesting. Uh, you were scared to go protest. And I yeah, asked, yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I was pushed to go protest because I didn't want to get tear gas. And I also, like, I fly off the cuff, like, super fast. And I'm like, you know, I was leaving the protest to come here, and I'm looking at the National Guard and all that stuff. And I'm like looking at what weapons they have, what gear they have. And I'm like, I could take one of you motherfuckers. One of them. Yeah. One they of don't them. even have magazines in their, um, in their firearms. They're yeah, not allowed yeah. to carry <laughs> magazines. So they're yeah, just yeah. like empty guns. Yeah. I was like, if it really happens, I could get one of you before the rest of you get me. Yeah. It, the But like, Mace sucks. Like crowd control mace sucks. It does oh, suck. No. I've never been tear gas, so I don't know what that's like, but I can't imagine it's pleasant. Uh, and ru- rubber bullets suck. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any I of those. Yeah, I don't want any of those. I keep so everything I keep watching. So I had my. I wonder what it would. I guess it would be like. It would be. Um, counterproductive but i've always wondered like so what would it take the american people to i'm talking like an armed bum rush of like the white house or um you know or like just uh the videos we're seeing of like you know the standoff between like the police and the protesters like what what at what point is it going to be like where the people realize that we outnumber them you know, 40 to one. And if we really wanted to, like we could do what we wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um, I think this is the closest we've ever been to that. Most definitely in well, modern times. Yeah. In in modern times, maybe you could make the argument that like what happened in Michigan <laughs> was the closest we got, but um, it, I'm going to go out here on a limb and say that if Trump wins another four years and we he keeps up this kind of behavior, uh, we could see it most definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's getting scary. It's getting weird. And then, I mean, that yeah, the next four, this summer is going to be really interesting. And then, like, statistically, summertime is always when the crazy stuff pops off, like, just in, in general, that's like when all the police in all the major cities get nervous because, especially in the South, man, it gets hot down here and people get real crazy. Yeah. That's what I've experienced. All I live in Memphis and it always gets way worse in Memphis because nobody has anything to do mm-hmm. other than, you know, sit under a tree drunk and it Fives. just. Fives. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so it just, it just gets way worse. So how was the protest today that you went to? 
it was 1000% peaceful. Um, there was, the only thing that's really worth mentioning is, you know, there's some white kid and he went to go spray paint on something and he was immediately stopped. Cool. When we got to where we were going, it was, you know, a lot of people, it was cool. The mayor was there, the police chief was there, you know, drones in the sky. Uh, you could, if you're paying attention, scoping out the area, you could see where the um, National Guard was. As I was walking away, because the police are kettling people. Um, so I was like, because I'm a strategic kind of tick, I'm like, okay, if they're gonna kettle these people, this is where we're gonna come from. And I didn't see too much of that, but I'm assuming police are good at hiding what they're about to do next, so. Yeah, yeah, I think they're trained for that. It's, yeah. and it, uh, it's, I have one good friend who is a police officer in North Carolina, so I've been kind of asking him, like, what it's been like. Um, he says, not good. He's not enjoying this period of time. Um, so, and Adrian, at first, like you said, you tend to fly off the cuff. So, your immediate, I guess we can kind of start with this with, like, online reaction. So, like, your immediate online reaction was super pissed right um i don't want to say immediate but it was definitely right 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 there you know if i don't know if you watch boxing or any kind of fighting but my rage is definitely my right hook but i definitely will go into a conversation as open-minded as possible and that's not only in line online but that's just in real life you know, I, I'm willing to ask a question and inquire about what, if bare minimum, what a person is actually trying to communicate. But once it, be, especially right now, once it becomes clear to me that someone either is racist or really just doesn't give a fuck about what's going on, then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to give you a lashing with my tongue. And yeah. 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 Tierney, what about you? What was initial reaction? Yeah, mine was, it was hard to get emotional. I've purposely kept quiet about the recent ones over the last couple months, just because it's just fucking tiring, like having to hear about it over and over and over again. And nobody cares. And the same shit just keeps happening. And it just feels like, it literally feels hopeless. Like, even seeing like people's reaction and people who I've never seen before actually speak out against it, I still have no hope that anything will get better. So for me, it was hard to get emotional about it because I just wouldn't allow myself to do that because I knew it would like literally just break me. And hearing about that man who was killed by officers and National Guard in Louisville was what did it for me. So before that, I took a very like stoic approach to it and that was how I could deal with it and how I could cope with it. And now I definitely feel a lot of emotion towards it. And I think if I were to communicate now, it would definitely be coming from a more emotional place than a logical place. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's the big question too. And it, 
it seems different this time, but I feel I, I can't. It's so hard to go back and like remember with like the, you know, where I'm at. It was the um, Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge and mm-hmm. uh, the Charleston massacre and so it's hard to remember if it felt different then but i mean i it certainly has never been this global or um you know every state is involved in it and now like well like 18 countries or something so it does feel Mm -hmm. different but i i so worry about our stupid culture's attention span that is 10 minutes long and I call it outrage porn. Like exactly, it's it's like you get off on it, and then once you get off, then like you go and do like normal things. Yes, (laughs) yes, you know what I mean. Sure, it's like nobody watches. Yeah, like nobody watches porn till the end. If you like finish first, (laughs) so I have a friend that does. He's very strange. Very yeah, into plots. Okay. He's very into plots, like plots. straight up. He's into plots. <laughs> it's very yeah, weird. but that's just how it feels. It's like in a couple weeks, everybody's going to go back to their lives, complaining about COVID, wanting their freedoms back that they have been so imposed upon, and it just feels like what now? Like what's going to happen once the protests stop? Because yeah. it's going to get hot. It's going to get real hot, and then nobody wants to get tear gas in hundred degree weather. Yeah. Right. Like, right. And even right. on that, like I've been because I've because we, we've all been in a group that will go under go unnamed here. Um, but we've we've been a uh, mutual friends for a while and we've um, talked, quote unquote, about this topic before, you know, the killing of unarmed black people mm-hmm. before. And this time I'm hesitant and I don't think I ever will thank white people for their participation, their advocation, mm-hmm. advocation, because it's like, no, nope, no, fuck that. You need to stay on this for the rest of your life and your kids yeah. need to be on this because if this, and it doesn't need to be this level of tenacity, but if this ever, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but if this mode goes away, um, we're going to go right back to ground zero and yeah so and it's hard for me to believe that it won't just because that's that's our history i mean it's and this it yeah there's so many there's so many so many so many things to it and like it's it's one of those uh, there's so it's like this type of stuff is going uh, going on around the world and like humans are just so fucked up and i guess finally and I'm kind of with you where it's in with, with tyranny with like the outrage porn stuff. Like that's why I was hesitant. This situation is really kind of, it's been shaking my philosophies on, on some things where like I get really, and this is me as like a white guy. I get super, super fucking irritated at virtue signaling from uh, like people that just hop on yep. uh, activist bandwagons. And Dude. I just like, that makes me so angry for at like a deep level just because I hate being disingenuous and I'm very slow you know to speak on things that I don't have direct experience about but that's been my pain point too like seeing white people talk to other white people about how to be better white people and it's like this is part (laughs) it's like the sick like circle jerk you know like Sorry, I'm making a bunch of sexual references, but no, that's, <laughs> that's all that this whole situation reminds me of. It's like, 
everybody's out to get theirs, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like. And then once they're done, they're done with the situation. Yeah. And it's just, it's so much part of the problem. It's like, and then even when people are communicating with other white people, they're not doing it in a way that is effective. They're yeah. saying, you're racist. You don't know what you're doing. You're small minded. And then another thing that I've seen, is like, if you do X, Y, and Z, then delete me. And it's like, what is, what is that supposed to do? So now we have to deal with this person who you've pissed off and they're going to go off to whatever camp they believe in. And now we have to deal with them in the wild because yeah. you couldn't take the, you, you, you talk about people listening and trying to learn, but you don't want to do the footwork. You yes. want people just to go and just be when that doesn't help anybody. So I, I'm on the opposite side of that because, well, Maybe I'm not on the complete opposite side of that because I'm definitely have and will cut people out of my life if I perceive that they're racist or tolerate, tolerate racism. And I don't know if white people should be doing the same because right. I, still, I still think white people should be having these conversations. Yeah, and I, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's totally acceptable for a person of color to not deal with or tolerate anybody who tolerates racism okay cool yes. like, that's a tall ass and I, I think you i think you just hit on a yes it's like so what what we're seeing is like the weird marriage of like white saviorism cancel culture mm -hmm. racism and like twitter culture and so now it, it's kind of like what happened with like the liturgist thing and like social justice stuff it's like eventually you just start cannibalizing your own and like that right. doesn't help right. it's not gonna help for you know, us white people to get together and just say, look at us, black people, we have identified the cancer in our midst and we cut it off. Like, so we're, you know, bing, you yeah. know, points, points on the board. It's like, and I don't I'm think that's like, helping. Yeah. yeah. It's like you forgot yourself and that whole thing. Yes. Right. At the end of the day, you're still, your privilege is still part of the problem. Right. So and it doesn't even make sense to me. I just roll my eyes any single time I see somebody like call out white people. And I'm just like, you are also white. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, it's been, in, and I hate to use this word, but encouraging to see some of, you know, you my word encouraging. Yeah. Cause it's cliche. <laughs> it's cliche. I, to be frank, I just don't want to give any white people any credit. Even okay. if, right, fair <laughs> enough. Even if I feel like they low key deserve it, but it has been encouraging to see like some of our white friends and white people I know just on my own to say like, Nope, I'm, I'm a part of, I'm a part of the problem. Like, I don't know if they would, I don't, I don't think they would say that they're racist, but they would say like, no, like I have tolerated racism in my life for far too long. I've contributed to this and for them to stay there and acknowledge that and accept the reality that that's not going to go away in our lifetime. Right. potentially even our kids lifetime either right yeah well i i have i i do yeah i have some hope for that for that generation um and i worked with uh teenagers at my job and that was like things i picked up about like that generation is it was much i mean especially compared to when i was a kid like much more accepting homogenous like very culture blending very like that wasn't of course there was a few you know coming from like Alabama or whatever that still had their parents beliefs or whatever but I would say as a whole at least in that sampling that I was dealing with it seemed like it's getting better 
I hope so, because I definitely just saw some shit going around the internet about some white kids, like high school age, doing mm-hmm. the George Floyd challenge. Yes. And that makes me just want to punch people in the fucking mouth. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope you, oh, I hope you, I hope I see you in real life. Not that I'll actually yeah. do that because this is a recorder and going out to the public, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already self incriminated. Allegedly. 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 No, here's the thing. Yeah. This it's- is- People always ask me, they're like, how are you admitting crimes on the podcast? And I'm just like, it's all, I'll just, you know, I'm lying. Just say I'm lying. Like, there's no, like, proof, allegedly. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely lying for sure. For sure, you're you're absolutely lying. You would not hit, yeah, that that shit is disgusting to me. And it's, and and now, you know, and and everyone's, it's. uh, I'm glad it's happening. Those kids need to learn as soon as possible, like. I'm not, I know that it's offensive. Like, or I'm, glad I'm glad what's when, happening. Yeah, I'm glad when stuff like that happens because it's like, one, now you know, and mm-hmm. two, they're facing such consequences that they will never be able to forget this shit ever. Yeah. And those around them will never be able to forget this. Yeah. And so let your kid, if your kid's going to be stupid and racist because of you, because they learned that from you. Now your whole family has to face the consequences and your kid will never be able to get into college anywhere. You never get to advance your family in a educational sense. Like these yep. are consequences and I'm yep. glad that you're facing them. Yep. Yeah. Treat, treat racist white kids like they treat black kids who get caught with a couple grams of marijuana. Right. Yeah. It's, exactly. on you. It's, it's on you for basically forever. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Did y'all happen to listen to no, go ahead. I'd say it's not an equal trade-off now. No, but... no, no. <laughs> there, there's a there is a fair amount, and this is the other thing people are getting off on is in which I don't know if it's good or bad because it's like I think this is where we can get into trouble of looking at other people's suffering, and there's like a word for it, but like looking at someone's like getting their comeuppance like you get what you deserve and fucking enjoying that shit and i think that's a slippery slope too just just as a whole cloth statement that's where the mob justice because eventually that mob can turn on you and then you know you're gonna watch your day or whatever and and not to say what they're doing is wrong but that's just in general that trend i feel like is not necessarily a good one that we need to indulge in ourselves but i'll be damned if it isn't like satisfying sometimes yeah it's definitely a part of cancel culture for sure that can be toxic, I think. But I say I'm glad in the sense of it's just something that needs, I'm glad that something is happening. Like, imagine if that happened and that went totally unchecked and those kids were able to go to college, get into criminal justice careers where they're carrying those racist ideals into or go out and become a police officer and things like that that can cause harm to Black communities directly. Like, that that's what I'm glad about that yeah. they have lost that opportunity yeah. to potentially harm either myself or somebody who looks like me. Yeah, or they become you know a senator and advocate yep. for bringing in the military and killing protesters. No quarter. Yeah. Hashtag Joe Biden. But yeah. I'm not going to go there. But I already who, went there. This, but God, we'll have that's a whole set. Like God, we're so fucked. So what do yeah. we even do? What are we supposed yeah. to do? I guess I'll I vote mean, vermin supreme. Uh, wait, can I? <laughs> I now feel a bit guilty because I want to clear that up. Um, so Joe Biden didn't say that. No, yeah, Joe Biden did not say that. <laughs> yeah, I no. don't want to. I don't want to imply Joe Biden said we should kill protesters. No, and, no, no. 
Yeah. No, but he, he did he's, the he's 19- trying hard to show that he's one of the brothers. If you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If you don't like me, you ain't black. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. But you guys know that Joe Biden wrote the 1994 crime bill. That is why yeah. policing is the way that it is now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, yeah. I just, Same. it's almost sickening. So, okay, I want to get to some of these. So we asked. Um, the congregation uh if they had any questions for y'all so yeah we're gonna run through some of those y'all i wrote some of them down okay i've got them pulled up if you want cool. um i i haven't thought about anything i'm coming in cold that's what i'm talking about <laughs> um so chris asks what actions would you personally like to see white people take to dismantle systemic racism you want to go first yeah <laughs> i can't <laughs> um i kind of took that from the perspective of equity over equality i think that people focus so much on making things equal like have giving people the same opportunities which isn't actually workable because think about and i hope i describe this correctly think about the image of you have a grown man a teenager and a child and they're all at different heights, obviously. Equality is giving them the same size box to stand on while they look over a fence. The kid is only gonna be able to see a little bit over, the teenager can only see so far, and the grown man can see the entire field behind that fence. That is what equality is. So it's not actually equal because you have different people with different capabilities standing on the same box. So they don't actually have the same access to opportunities and equity, is you give them the size box that, that would make them have the same opportunity. So the kid is going to have a higher box than the grown man because he's shorter. The teenager is going to have, you know, probably a lower box than the kid, but a higher box than the adult. So mm-hmm. to me, giving people of color equity in education, criminal justice, health and employment and housing, that is actually how we break down systemic racism. Ooh, yeah. That's I, a great analogy. Yeah, I've seen, and I've seen that image before, and I, I maybe I kind of want to make this point. Like, so I, even though I I agree with Tierney's saying in principle that I have a, even a different approach like that, and the reason I highlight that is because I also think we should clear up the myth that all black people want the same yes. thing th- the same way. Yep. So like, because my spin on that is like, I don't think black people need really any more help than anyone else i think our problem is we're being held down and all we want is the proverbial knee off our neck and we can build our own shit like tulsa oklahoma was a black wall street and it was doing just fine until white people came in and fucking ruined it Mm -hmm. like our people are smarter than the shitty schools they put us in because of redlining our our people are smart enough to run corporations but because they don't let us into colleges or we have no access we don't benefit from white nepotism we can never the same hustling we do on a street or whatever we can't do in corporations or in tech jobs so it's like i'm i'm okay with either approach sorry shut up siri (laughs) I always listen. Always oh, she heard all that shit about storm in the White House too. <laughs> and, and throat punching people. And, yeah. Siri's That's gonna cool. really be your downfall, not this podcast. For real, dude. 
<laughs> most definitely probably i like it's funny i went to the protest and i tried to turn all that shit off because i was super paranoid about it but hell but, yeah but you can turn yeah, it off yeah, but you know but still even though tyranny have and obviously tyranny in me and any other black person will have different approaches to how we do this we all still equally want the same thing which is we want and tyranny i don't want to put words in your mouth but we want this country to be what the fuck it says it's supposed to be you know yeah all all men are whatever i don't know the constitution but all men <laughs> all women deserve to be treated equal we deserve to have the same rights and we deserve that pursuit of happiness and i personally feel like whenever a black man or a black woman seriously pursues happiness or is pursuing it and enjoying it there's some white guy or white person or persons ready to jump on the opportunity to take that from us yeah i mean i agree there was um there's a court case about diversity in the classroom and about it being like a compelling government interest to have diversity in the classroom and one of the justices i believe it was justice thomas he like quoted frederick Douglass when he was asked like what shall be done when the slaves are emancipated and it says if the negro cannot stand on his own legs let him fall also all i ask is to give him a chance to stand on his own legs and let him alone hmm. so i kind of share that philosophy of we we don't want anything given to us but we're not given the chance to actually have to actually do those things that it takes to have the same opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of, I'm on the same page with that for sure. That's good. Um, all right. Um, I like Chris's questions. So we'll do the three of them. Well, did you have some written down that you want to answer? So I'll make sure I get to them. Um, I wrote them all down. So, okay, well let's do, <laughs> how can a white person help people of color without venturing into quote white savior territory? Don't help us check, get your fucking people in line. We can handle ours. It's these, it's the top, and it's the bigger, I'll, I'll make it quick because I don't I want to hear Tyranny's um, uh, opinion on this. I'm very interested in that. But it's like, stop tolerating that racist family member in in your family, that racist friend, that racist coworker. Like, how long are you just going to let them be racist? Because like, the pieces of shit that killed Ahmaud Arbery, the pieces of shit that killed Breonna Taylor, the pieces of shit that killed George Floyd, all had family. And I'm pretty sure they all had like someone in their circle that was of the white liberal Black Lives Matter demographic that just fucking tolerated them. Instead of saying, you're fucking racist. We don't want you around. Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't think black people need help anymore than anyone else. I think white people need to do some hard work on dealing with the waste racism in their communities. Well said. Tierney? Yeah, I kind of agree. And the whole white savior thing is very inherently self-serving. You know, you look at the same people who talk about you know, how all lives matter. And then they go over to Africa and hold a bunch of little African kids for a photo op. And then they come back a week later and they totally shit on the black people in their own communities. And so what I've always found is that the whole white savior thing is that you're doing something 
to or for someone to to in turn get something back Mm -hmm. so to me to avoid that whole white savior thing you have to ask yourself whenever you do something whenever you say something is this for me or am i actually helping or what could i actually do to help am i voting the right way am i giving to different organizations am i supporting um you know my actual friends like checking in on them the one thing that i totally hate to see is if I post something and then somebody who I'm friends with posts something that isn't in line with what I'm saying, and then drones of people come behind me and try to fight my battle for me. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's the epitome of, of being a white savior, just trying to swoop in and be like, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. He doesn't need to hear what you're going to say. I got this. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't see, need you. Yeah. And it's like, when you're doing stuff like that, that is what that white savior stuff looks like. And so by eliminating that, I think that you can actually find yourself doing genuine things that can actually help out the cause as opposed to just trying to save black people from X, Y, and Z. You don't need to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, and this kind of goes in line with that. So he also asked what type of activity on social media is actually helpful versus people just jumping on a bandwagon that makes themselves feel good. journey you go first because this is this is okay this is kind of an interesting one so because it's kind of like adrian i know you this is this is where i think some of us white folks get into tricky territory where it's like um some of your posts saying y'all need to speak up y'all being silent and then avoiding what tyranny's talking about of like jumping into the wrong lane so it's a real I can see how people get tripped up over it. And then I can see how sometimes in my case, it's, I I will just take the, I will just hands off. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do harm and I'm not sure I'm doing good. Therefore, in certain cases, I'll remain neutral, which is probably the wrong thing as well. But that all makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, that is a difficult, not difficult, but a perplexing question to field because it's like, if I'm having, you know, you get in threads, whether it be on Reddit, Facebook, or Twitter, or whatever, and it's like, if I'm, if I've gone back and forth and we're like 20, 25 comments in, no one really needs to jump on this, this bandwagon. But if it's like, if you're the first person there and you're having your own conversation, cool. Like, I think that's appropriate. But I also think that's just appropriate with any online discussion. Like, we don't need, don't hijack the thread. You know, that's an internet set. Great term. But another thing is like, and not not to beat a dead horse, is like you have old white people, young white people that are likely racist on your timeline that I would never have access to. You can talk to them. I don't know. That's I feel like that's super easy and not really helpful, but that's the best I got right now. That's fine. I do yeah. not accept your answer. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay for that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine just goes back to what I said earlier about white people telling other white people how to be better white people. It's just <laughs> like... It almost new feels- meaning to the WWW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um 
it's all just outrage porn. And I think that if you get away from, I think people need to get away from telling other people what to do and think and more and have more of a conversation because when you're talking at people, you're not actually doing anything. Mm. It's like, you might as well just be screaming into a brown bag because if somebody who is racist is scrolling down their timeline and all they see is white people, you need to be better. You need to listen. You need to learn. And if you're racist and delete me, if you disagree with me, then there's something wrong with you. Then yeah, they're, they're not going to engage. So now you don't know that they're fucking racist and they're just going to keep doing their, you know, secret racist things. I know mm-hmm. that sounds really conspiracy theory is, but <laughs> <laughs> you know? they're doing their secret racist stuff. Um, you know, and you, and you're not being open to a conversation. That's, that's my, I would say that that's my major pain point are posts that are not open to actual conversation with people who disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I, uh, I do, can we stay here for just a quick moment? Cause sure. I also think about that because as I have been encouraging white people to cut off or, you know, not be so tolerant of racism. I do realize that an inherent consequence of that is that there's going to be people who are more quote unquote in the middle, but lean towards that racist side that will now quote unquote begin to radicalize more. Mm -hmm. And then they'll just become a more, not a, they'll become super racist. Yeah. Yeah, They'll dig, they'll double down. Yeah, yeah. become more of a problem. So it's like, at some point, we'll have to deal with it. And I'd rather not deal with it violently. So it's like, how is it, are there any other options to that? Because I, again, I, I stand by, like, I don't think people should keep tolerating racist people. But at some point, like, we gotta sort through the bottom of the burial for, again, lack of better phrase. Yeah. And that's, I think, um, the 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 tough demographic of people that have trouble the ones that'll push back with the so i have like a a subset or whatever like i know people that fall into this category where they grew up dirt poor they grew up in black neighborhoods they grew up around uh latinos you know they grew up poor and so mm-hmm. they see themselves as in that class and I'm, I'm sure you've like met these type of people where they're oh, like, yeah. Hey, like, I don't, you know, I have no more opportunity than you. Like we grew right. up, like we literally grew up as neighbors. And so like, you don't see me da 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 da. da. And so right. getting them to understand the, the box analogy, like Tierney was talking about is really difficult because they still don't understand like the people that feel like they have no privilege, getting them to understand that they do just inherently by the color of their skin is like a is tough that's that's those are the the ones that i find the most difficult to change their mind because you they in their minds have no and they may even feel like they're kind of getting the shit into the stick like on both things it's like no I'm, I'm not privileged and now i'm not even allowed to have a voice have you like encountered those do you know what i'm talking about yeah there was somebody in the club who uh well in another facebook group who posted like something like that and there and let me say this i believe personally that there are different types of privilege i believe that there is white privilege i believe that there is socioeconomical privilege you can have rich blacks you can have poor blacks and there's a there's a huge 
class system with all that, that's a whole other conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that there are white people who do not have socioeconomical privilege, but they might have white privilege. So the way I explain it is it might not be you personally who is experiencing white privilege, but the data shows that even with all the cards stacked against you, you still would have more opportunities than a person of color. That's what the data says. Yep. So you kind of have to separate somebody from their experience, which is, is so shitty to say, because we are all entitled to our experiences and, and in some way our experiences shape who we actually are. But with people like that, you do have to go deeper and you have to explain things from a data perspective, in my opinion, and try to break it down because they're going to take offense automatically if you try to tell them, well, you have it all, you have it way better than I do yeah. when you could have been somebody who grew up in an affluent neighborhood and they grew up in a non-affluent neighborhood. So there's yeah. still a difference there. Yeah. And it's like, I'm even willing to go as far as to empathize with, with people like that because yeah. if you grew up, you know, I drove from Las Vegas to Georgia and there's nothing but sticks in the middle of that. And I can imagine, like, if you are a young 25-year-old dude and all you know is that small town and then you turn on the TV and you see, like, Hove, Jay, you know, Jay-Z, Nipsey, rest in peace, like, Roddy Rich, like, these all these NBA players that are doing it and even Black people, like, maybe at my level that, you know, are, you know, well-to-do, it's like, I can imagine how you... I can see how you could get to a point where it's like, no, white privilege doesn't exist. If it did, mm -hmm. I would be there or above. I understand mm -hmm. that. But at the same time, it's like, if there is a black version of you exactly where you are, exactly what your experience is, the chances are way, 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 way slimmer, if any, that you would get to where you gotten yep. or even go beyond it. That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. It's, it's like all you literally have to do is like swap out the skin color and you would still yeah. then be at much yeah. less risk of being yeah. in jail. As soon as you swap out, like even, you know, if you are a 25 year old dude and you switch out or let's put it like this, a 25 year old woman and you're yeah. the six, and now you're black, you're alienated. You're probably not going to get married. And if you do get married, you're going to be someone's nigger wife. Like it's not easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's see some... This is just interesting to hear your opinion. So why are there peaceful protests and violent protests? What is going oh. through the minds of the violent rioters? Oh, tyranny got some heat. I can tell. Dude, that was <laughs> the only question that pissed me off. I, and well, and I, I, will, I will say, hey, I, I know this person. He's a genuine dude, I, so I, I feel like no, this is a... Yeah, I know him too, and I, I, I think the world of him, um, I think he lives in... We, live, we used to live like in the same part of the country, um, I didn't want to put him on blast. He lives at so-and-so and his address is... Yeah, we're not doxing people. Yeah. I almost said it. Like, I was like, wait a second. You're not just talking amongst friends, um, like just between you guys. Um, but no, it was. And I and I say that to separate him from the question. But that, that, that question really pissed me off because a majority of the protests that are turning violent have been done by the fucking police. They are instigating the mm -hmm. violence. 
mm-hmm. they are the reason why these things are turning violent. Mm-hmm. If somebody shoots you with fucking tear gas, what are you supposed to do? Say thank you, may I have another? Like what yeah. what like what what the fuck? Yeah. And getting shot with rubber bullets, you have the fucking president of the United States, the leader of the goddamn free world, who is tear gassing his own citizens to take a fucking photo. Yep. Tear gas, which is illegal to use in combat, by the way. Yes. Yes. Yep. So the reason why they're in oh, and here's another thing. I fucking love it. Let, I the, love let it. the record state that her hands are pointing it. up. I love it. I rarely get heated, but here's another fucking thing. I don't know about you guys, but what I've noticed is that protests that are predominantly white have not gotten violent. The mm. protests that are predominantly black have gotten violent. I fucking wonder why. Do you think there's any, cons- not conspiratorial, but do you think there are interested parties that have a vested interest in creating violent protests? Yes, yes, okay. I do. Okay, I do. I believe in the same way that Philadelphia bombed its own people in the 1970s. I believe that there are interested parties who are interested in sabotaging the movement altogether by yeah. making it violent. Yep. I think, yeah, and I, I'm not, I'm a bit uh, behind tyranny on that. I, I'm not, I wouldn't go as far as tyranny, but I would be ignorant not to say that she's correct or not onto something. I, I, I would be ignorant not to say like, that's absolutely a possibility because that's always been, there's always been some shit like that. I mean, a quick example is like, how the fuck did cocaine get into the hood when ain't no black people got passports? Yep. And like that's and that's one of those things that if you just dig enough, that's not even conspiracy anymore. It's all like public record. Like yeah. they did that. And you know what's yes. crazy? You know what's crazy? They did that. You know what's crazy about that? Like all these white people love to have all these conspiracy theories about all these other things like COVID and yada yada yada. But it's like there's real conspiracies happen to, to black people. Like they brought cocaine and guns into our our uh, our neighborhoods. Like that's crazy. The CIA did that, but I won't believe the point. The Tuskegee experiments. I mean, like, yeah. it's why. Yeah, man, it's it's like there is real, real reason to have distrust. And I, I guess I guess I'll give like maybe 20 percent of of some uh, white folks just pure uh, ignorance, but like or naivety, I guess. But it's like. I don't know what to tell you. Like it, at some point yeah. it's, it's like you're just being willfully ignorant to mm-hmm. these yeah. sorts of things. Or it's like, you don't want to be I, not my country. Like, I don't want to believe, you know, like there's that yeah. great meme that where the Nazi like says to him, his friend, he's like, wait, are we the baddies? Are we the bad guys? And it's like, <laughs> you know, we might be, you know, <laughs> are we the baddies? That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a, so not, I kind of want to, uh, another point just came to my mind, but I want to give my, uh, try at, um, the question you just asked about why some of the protests are out, why, why some of them aren't. Um, I, I can't emphasize enough. Like the majority of any of these protests are um, nonviolent. I don't even think that. The, I think the looting and rioting has died down because there's only so much of looting and rioting you can do. I, I'm, I'd be pressed to see if it's still actively happening today, like the beginning of June. So. There's that, but also like people are angry. Like this is years, decades, centuries of pent up aggression and trauma that has to to come out. And again, 
I am I I am a nonviolent person, even though I have a temper. But destroying fucking property, black business, white business, or corporation, I don't care, is better than hunting the police and yeah. killing them. Yep. Because I, you know, there's a, and if anyone is kind of missed on the police violence, and sorry if I'm plugging this on your podcast, bro, but there's a Reddit page called 2020 Police Brutality. You can go find yep. it. And yep. it is nothing but, an ar- sorry, nothing but an archive of police brutality as of late, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be just in general. And it's like, it makes you feel a certain way when you see the police ride up to your block, one of them hang out the passenger seat, passenger window, and start shooting at people with rubber bullets or paintball guns that are not doing anything, not breaking curfew, not yeah. in the street. Like, to me, because I'm a gun owner, or even, you know, before I get to what I was going to say, but even like, you see a woman and her kids go out on the porch, not breaking curfew, you hear so a police officer or SWAT teams walking down the, a right police walking down the street, and they say, get inside. They don't have to get inside. It's their property. And then mm-hmm. say, light them up and shoot tear gas and simulation to a wife, you know, a woman and her kids. If I'm a husband, I'm getting the AR mounting up in the window and I'm firing back. That's how I feel. And that's not a society I want to live in. But it's like, all these people talking about violent protests, it's property. The police are attacking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and as an American, regardless, not being able to stand on your front porch without getting shot should be a humongous issue for you. Regardless, that should be an issue. I don't think this is something I like on a personal level, something that I hope gets like that gets tacked onto this is like, prison reform and like cops in prisons and you know like personally like i've seen so like i myself have been beat up by police and in the you know i've seen it's like i don't think people have a very good understanding of how unhuman it is in there and how animalistic people are treated and just how much power these people have and that a large swath of them abuse ridiculously. And right. like, that's an issue that needs to be yeah. addressed. Yeah. At some point, I'm sure we'll get to like, and I, you probably already asked it, but what can white people do that generic question? If we, yeah, what, let's ask it. Go ahead. But, well, I mean, I mean, we can save that for the end if you want, but. Okay. I mean, yeah. That'll be the end. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's what most people ask at the end when we yeah, have these. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what could I so, do? I'm just a, a simple white yeah. man. Let me give you. Um, yeah. <laughs> th- this one, I like this one. So from Chad, um, through times like this, uh, what I said, first of all, I appreciate your willingness to have the conversation through times like this last week or so, and many other times that were similar. How do you protect your mental health? How do you keep from getting overly bitter? That's a really good question, mm. I think. Um, for me, it's a little bit harder. Um, not to say it's harder than most people, but for me, it's harder than I think it. It's just, for me, it's just hard because I already have like mental health issues, like I'm bipolar. And so I have to do so many things already to protect my mind and 
make sure that my life goes the way that it's supposed to go. So when things like this happen, it's like a emotional interruption and it's so hard to deal with and like to, it's hard to, it's just hard to deal with. I mean, seeing, seeing people killed over and over and over who look like you because they look like you, it's fucking traumatic. And each time it happens, it's like re-traumatizing you because I mean, think about Breonna Taylor. I sit in my living room as I am now and I'm like, what would I do if the cops kicked in my door and I'm holding my cell phone and they shoot me? Like, because it can happen. There can be a no knock and they can come in and they can just shoot me. And then here I am literally doing the most American thing that I can think of and sitting in my house, minding my own business. And now I'm dead. And I just yeah. think about that type of stuff all the time. I think about my brother. I think about my dad. I think about people in my family. Like what if they're pulled over? I know, I know people with warrants, but that doesn't mean that they should die because they have a fucking warrant. Right. Amen. And, and so it's just, it's so difficult. I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer but for me, it's, I, I haven't figured it out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. This yeah. week was really hard for me. I've cried many times just thinking about it. I've been angry. I've, I've been helpless and hopeless just thinking about it because I don't feel like it's going to get better anytime soon, or I feel yeah. like it's going to keep, ha- I don't, I don't think that this, is, that this is the worst thing that we've seen yet in regards yeah. to police brutality and the killing of black bodies. I don't think that this is the worst and that's unfortunate. And I feel like it's just looming over us until it just happens. And so I don't know how to protect my mental health. I haven't figured it out yet. I probably won't. Yeah. And I am 100% with tyranny. Like, I don't think there isn't anything I've done. There isn't anything I can do to protect my mental health, except just become more um, stronger mentally. Like you in general, you have to be stronger than other people as a black person. And mm-hmm. that goes for your mental. But I will say this. I I don't, I wouldn't say I have an anger problem. I think I'm just, because I'm, I care so much about the truth and justice and what's right. When I see a foul, I want to, I want the ref to call a fucking foul. Hmm. And because I feel like the ref isn't going to call a foul, the police aren't going to be they're not going to treat me fairly. And if they don't, they're not going to get um, any, any any punishment. To me, my mind goes to, I am not going to think twice if I'm threatened by a cop. I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. But because I recognize that and I don't want to live in that society, because I know if I were to shoot a police officer, there is nowhere to go. My life is over. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm done for. And I've had to consciously do the gun you know, the gun owner sin and leave my firearms at home when I leave my house. Because I would much rather, <laughs> and I hate, maybe this gives people a peek into like what the black experience is, but I'd much rather flip the coin or roll the dice that I go to jail or I'm killed than kill a police officer and be damned. Like, yeah. who yeah. else has to think like that? Yeah. And it's sad that you have like, the right to carry like you can legally carry but you can't legally carry right right because it doesn't matter right. like yeah i mean the we're i was so thankful that brianna taylor's boyfriend got out of jail but keep in mind like 
like SWAT came in their house, plain clothes, no warning, and he shot back, and he was about to be charged with like murder or attempted murder for shooting a police officer, and it's like, for what? Right. Yeah. And if that was and a right. B and E, that was a glorified B and E. Straight up. Yeah. And, and, and I can't emphasize this enough. If none of this shit was caught on camera, specifically the last three murders we saw, they nothing would have happened. Ahmaud mm-hmm. Arbery would have been dead, and no one would have cared. Uh, Right. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, she would have, Brianna Taylor would, you know, be dead, rest in peace, and her boyfriend would be in jail as if he broke the law. And it's like, the cops mm-hmm. get to go home and sleep in their bed? It's fucked up, man. Yeah. So that'll bring us to, so what can white people do? <laughs> <laughs> white people should be better white people to other white people while they talk about white people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... Think- yeah, I actually believe that. That's my answer. But go ahead, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what's highlighted, what's come to, I mean, in addition to like obviously not tolerating racism, I think that's just a good thing to do as a human. But I think the thing that has highlighted uh, this come to mind throughout all this is that the police need immediate and serious reform. And and, and when I say reform, I don't mean fixes and adjustments. I mean, start from fucking scratch and do the whole thing over. Like, I don't know if um, you guys have heard of this, but like police officers require less training than uh, hairstylists. Yeah, it's like six weeks or something. Yeah, it's it's something crazy. Like you can, and because that bar is so low, among other things, like, I mean, I'll just lay it out. Like police officers don't have enough training, first and foremost. There aren't enough, uh, there's not enough, how do I say? Um, I'm losing my I'm losing my train of thought. Tenny, accountability, oversight, yeah, accountability, things like that. You know, when the when force is used, like the only people that review the cops are the cops. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, no, no bueno. Um, but I mean, even still, like we think about doctors, lawyers, the people we put our lives into their hands for our benefit and they have all sorts of protections like doctors need to have malpractice malpractice insurance cops don't they can rack up tons of complaints never get disciplined and if they do get disciplined and fired they can go somewhere else and start from zero like why like someone had a good idea like cops should have to have have and carry a license that is governed by a board and if you lose a license you're done that means you can't go anywhere else they need to have either insurance that they pay, you know, insurance that they pay for themselves or by their union or whatever that is meant to, if they kill someone, that insurance should go be awarded to the family and to cover damages caused by some bullshit the cops do. Because right now, they're just a glorified gang. Yeah. I, um, I agree with my first answer. <laughs> I agree with it too. Yeah. I, I think that that's big. I really do. I think how we communicate with each other throughout this whole thing is going to be huge. Um, and somebody else's words who isn't a person of color, unfortunately, means more to white people who don't agree with me. 
And so I kind of have to accept that. And I think that white people need to accept that as well and kind of take things a little bit more seriously than what I'm seeing online. Um, my other big thing is to vote. Oh my God. Yeah. The people who are making the decisions about policy, which directly affects how, how anything happens are the people who we have to vote for on a local level, state level, federal level, it all matters. It truly matters. And so for me, that's the only way that we're going to see some change if we have policy rewritten. Um, And I also believe in giving to certain organizations that are going to do what needs to be done. There's really great, a lot of Black Lives Matter local chapters are doing community bail funds where Mm -hmm. They work to, to help people who are just sitting in jail rate, awaiting trial because they can't afford bail, which is a huge thing, especially for people of color who can't afford bail. There's yeah. no reason that somebody should sit and rot for months on end because they have a lesser charge than they don't have like a violent charge or something like that. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so I think that there's a lot of just different things that you can do that are not self-serving, that don't make you feel good just for the sake of making you feel good and also don't alienate people who a person of color couldn't reach so Mm. to me i think that that's those are the big huge points yep hey do we um can i ask one more question do we have time sure so um either of you actually both of you have to answer this but tyranny i want you to go first how do you feel about the black police officers and law enforcement officials that are at these protests standing against basically the movement? I think that they don't have a fucking choice and it sucks. Like, Why can't they just quit? They could. They definitely could. Um, I honestly don't blame them if they don't. Um, I don't know if they would be able to find another job. I don't know what that would look like for their families. Um, I just, I get more upset at the people who are calling the orders because I know that there are white people who don't want to be there either. And mm. so it's, yeah, it's hard for me because I think that they're, and this sounds so shitty, but they're, they're doing what they're told, even though it's harmful. And I do believe that that does make them complicit in the problem to some degree, but I also could understand why someone would not want to lose their job over it. Mm. I think that self-preservation kicks in for all of us. And I think that that's what that is. I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're standing against because they believe in it. I believe that they're trying to preserve them, themselves and their families. So that's my opinion. I don't think that it's malicious or anything like that. And kind of going on that, like, God forbid all the good ones leave and all they're left with is... Mm-hmm bad cops bad cops yeah i I think it's a yeah i would because i i would kind of say the same thing as journey too where um i'm sure there i I mean i'm positive that there are white cops there that also don't believe in what they're doing but it's just kind of like that's what they're doing and at that moment um and and i you know i do i am not a part of uh, law enforcement culture so like I don't understand it from like an internal level so I don't know what that fraternity or like what goes on behind the scenes with that um but I guess I, I guess I would kind of stand on like I would hope that their mindset is I'm gonna I'm in a like I've been placed in 
you know, kind of like a mole, like, okay, if this system needs to change, then where better place to change it than from within? And they have direct, you know, like that, um, black woman, the black officer that, that, uh, white officer pushed over that oh, protester yeah. and she like reamed his ass, you know, it's like, if she wasn't there, th- then what? So it's like, I think, I think they're needed, you know, just like, yeah, I think good people need to be in bad places sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have such a hard time with that because it's just like, and actually both of your answers have been very helpful and dare I say healing because it's like, I've just been, and again, not again, not to take away from tyranny experience, but I'm a black man. Like, I feel there's a certain, I feel black women are treated very terribly and shitty by the healthcare system more often than the police, even though obviously both are true. And I think the opposite is true for black black men. I think we're treated terribly by the, the police as opposed to the, well, one, we don't go to the doctor. So it's just like, <laughs> I, it's, it's true. <laughs> I do, I do, but, <laughs> but it's like, I have, it's been very difficult for me to move beyond the all cops are bastards, fuck all cops position. Because I I just Can I ask a question about that, that statement? Yeah. Do you think that the cops themselves are all bad or do you think that the cop culture which produces bad cops is all bad? I think the co- I think the cop culture that produces and enables cops yeah. to be bad. So I I'd be ignorant to say that all individual cops are bad because I know some and I know that they're good people. Yeah. And I don't have a initially I don't have a problem when I pulled over pulled over. But because I've seen people who look like me killed on Twitter almost every month since August 2014 when Ferguson happened, mm-hmm. it's I've held on to the good cop thing so long. But as of late, I'm like nah fuck all that because the good cop is never there right and if he is there he didn't do anything and it's like i when i you know when i went to this protest or when i look online i just see these black people in line it's like you sold your fucking soul like we can get you a job dog come over here (laughs) like yeah but but hearing your hearing your answers did like kind of break that for me though for me and it was and i kind of talked about it on my episode it was like jail healed a lot of my issues and i i absolutely like being a drug addict the my enemy was the the police and like you don't rat and like that was like fuck the police that was my Mm -hmm. main thing and then it was really it was my kitchen co in east baton rouge parish prison man was the coolest most human police officer i've ever met in my life man and he really like changed my opinion on that in that for you know i was like whoa you're because we were just he you know we had plenty of time to just sit there and shoot the shit and i was like oh you're just a normal person like doing a job like okay yeah i get it now and like you know not saying that that's the same at all but in my personal experience that was it kind of helped me individualize at least because it's i still as a whole yes absolutely i think the yeah, it needs some serious work. But I guess 
that's the biggest thing that helped me was just individualizing it or personalizing it. Yeah, yeah. So thank you guys for your answers. I appreciate that on the personal. Yeah, that level. was a good question. It was a good question. So thank y'all for doing this, man. It's much, it's much, much, much appreciated, and I, I hope um, I'm certainly learning from this, and I hope other people learn from this, and I hope uh, I just hope things get better. Really, really, and truly. Yes. I hope we can just like move past this and really, I don't know, move into anything a, yeah, cheesy, but, but, but move into a better, fair society. I think is what we yeah. all want. That's yeah. What we yeah. All want. So, and I like the podcast, dude. Keep it up, man. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. So. Um, what can I call this that wouldn't be? So I was gonna call it the POC POV. Is that offensive? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking corny. Don't That's do that. That's great. I love it. Right, I got one vote for corny and one says I love it. No, I rock, I, I rock the, with it. The POC POV. I like it. I like it. I'll sign off on it. All right, good. <laughs> That's so.